is getting into cybersecurity with your host, Ayo Adiojo. Hello. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this show are those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of outside entities. With that being said, let's get started. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Ayo Adiojo from the podcast Getting Into Cybersecurity. We are welcomed here by two special guests, Jeffrey and AJ. They both work at Deloitte. Um, in research and development. And today we're going to talk about uh, their personal backgrounds, their experiences working in cybersecurity, and also what they look for in candidates as well when hiring. Uh, Thank you both for showing up. I really do appreciate it. Um, And yeah, we'll go around in a a circular fashion. And uh, Jeff, if you can introduce yourself. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thank you for having us here. Uh, It's it's a pleasure. And uh, uh, yeah, glad to be speaking with you today. Um, so I'm Jeff Chow. I'm, uh, as you said, I'm a director at Deloitte Canada, um, focusing on the R&D aspect of our managed uh, security service uh, provider offering. Excellent. Excellent. And AJ? Yeah, I'm AJ. I'm a team lead under Jeff. Uh, so I'm, I'm on the innovation R&D team lead, uh, also out of Deloitte Cyber Intelligence Center. So again, focusing on managed security services. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So first question um is how did you both get into cybersecurity um jeff jeffrey all right uh fun question so uh i'm, I'm a little bit older so back in my day it, it wasn't really called cybersecurity. it was more just uh uh being referred to as just uh information security um so i went to school for uh for telecommunications um kind of started my career off with uh uh, more standard kind of IT background. So uh, first uh, working as like a sysadmin, uh, network security admin, and then eventually uh, pivoted my way over to cyber. Uh, it was a pretty organic transition, I suppose. Um, but yeah, uh, enjoy the field, enjoy the people. Um, yeah, AJ, over to you. I think yours is uh, a little more modern than uh, than, <laughs> than than compared to mine. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I moved to Canada as a student to study, actually. And to be quite honest, um, all I knew uh, coming out of high school was I like computers. Um, so, you know, I, I went on the Seneca website. I saw oh, this this uh, this uh, program looks pretty cool. So it was the uh, Informatics and Security Program, IFS, at Seneca College. And so, yeah, I moved to Canada to, to study IFS. I figured, you know, I'll see whether or not I like it or not. But, you know, getting into security in general, um, I found it just within the first or second year. I really loved it. Um, so I stuck with it. Uh, so I did my bachelor's at Seneca, uh, IFS, Informatics and Security. And then um, I got a co-op at Deloitte and I've been here ever since pretty much. Wow. Excellent. Excellent story. And then just for the record, AJ was one of our star co-ops. Uh, he kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, joined on board and just blew us away with his ability to, to really understand situations, being able to really define what a problem was and finding solutions that were honestly uh, creative. Um, he was approaching things in, in ways that, you know, it was, it was honestly humbling to a lot of the even more senior folks. So, uh, yeah, And then he, I would say from, from a co-op perspective, though, on the complete opposite end, right, I was given the opportunity to do almost anything a senior resource was able to do. Um, so, so definitely, you know, obviously given the fact that I had the capability and, and showed them uh, the intent, um, I was given the ability to do all that. And, and that's the only reason I'm, I am where I am today. And then uh, how many years ago was it when you joined as a co-op? Oh, five? 
about five years, yeah. Five years, yeah. Oh, excellent. Excellent to hear. Um, so I guess um, we'll go with the first big question. Um, you know, us, you know, being at Deloitte, um, what are the major kind of skills you look for in candidates? That's a fantastic question. Uh, honestly, like when it comes to, especially someone that's starting off, whether they be a co-op or a new grad, or even someone that's, uh, that's pivoting from a, from a different career, um, really what we're looking for is, is a lot of around the passion. Um, I think especially where we are today in terms of the cyber industry and uh, a lot of the knowledge and kind of tooling that's available to, you know, the average Joe, um, a lot of it's, you know, uh, who's harnessing what's available to them. Um, like I have a really cheesy saying, but AJ hears me say it all the time is, is what a time to be alive. Like if you have, you can pick up a, a smart chrome off of the, the, the scrap pile, you know, use some Starbucks Wi-Fi, and you have access to an incredible amount of uh, of 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 information. Um, you can essentially get a uh, like a like a university level education just through the internet. Like like it's absolutely incredible. So I think a lot of what we look for, especially for folks starting out, is how are they harnessing that? So are they are they getting themselves out there? Are they participating? Uh, with some of our, you know, cybersecurity industry events, are they uh, are they even competing with, say, like CTFs or any of the online things? Um, and really, just just getting their name out there for for themselves. Uh, do they have like a, a published GitHub where we can take a look at some of their work? Are they doing write-ups? Uh, maybe you know, host their own sort of blog and kind of uh, just share the wealth of knowledge that that they're able to collect and and share with the world. Yeah, I think on my end. Uh... I think one of the focus, um, a lot of technical, or one of the things a lot of technical folks kind of miss on is the soft skills. So things like communication, uh, things like being able to, well, like I said, in, in cyber, you got to communicate like really large, complex topics in very simple terms to depending on the obvi- uh, audience. Um, so yeah, communication, a lot of soft skills and how you fit with the team. Uh, a lot of what we've done um, together, me and Jeff and, and some other members on the team, it's just, just being together, being in a, in a team dynamic um, has really pushed me personally in my career um, to kind of achieve what I have. So soft skills, um, intent, passion, um, showing, you know, the ability to kind of really just want to get up there uh, within the field uh, is something that we always look for. Thanks, Not just technical. Yeah, then actually just, just just to touch on the soft skills, I think one of the important things is, is almost just to have some of that business acumen. Um, like at the end of the day, you know, cybersecurity, uh, we need to be seen as an enabler for the business. Um, there, there's there's far too much kind of doom and gloom mentality when it comes to cyber fre- uh, professionals. Um, you know, like we need to go so far to protect an asset, but we're not keeping in mind. Uh, what does it cost to to protect that asset? Does it make sense? Is it relevant? Um, so yeah, I, I think a lot of it just just tying back to how cyber um, really interacts with uh, the other aspects of a business. Excellent. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think there's this uh, kind of one sided uh, thought of what a, a cybersecurity professional is. And when I first started out, you know, everyone thought I was a hacker in a room with a hoodie that didn't talk to anybody. Um, and that could that couldn't be further from the truth within the CIC. You know, there's so much communication. 
going on. Although we do wear a lot of hoodies, but we're uh, we're we're, <laughs> we're we're definitely talking with people though. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, there's so much communication within the within at least uh, uh, the Cyber Intelligence Center uh, and, and any kind of um, you know other work environment regarding cybersecurity because information has to flow between many different parties, whether it's uh, account managers whether it's um, consultants, uh, project teams to to get these things done. Um, even as small as like an incident occurring, the first thing we do is communicate that. And uh, we have to communicate what happened in a very concise way, especially to clients that may not understand, um, you know, the technical aspects of the situation. So that's a really great point. Um, you know, one thing that came to mind uh, is I get a lot of... Uh, kind of emails or messages and i'm sure you both might as well of, of you know people wanting to get into a company like deloitte um and not understanding how uh competitive it, it is um what would you say to those just starting out um that have not even worked in any technical role striving to kind of work at a company like like deloitte um I personally believe they they don't many don't understand uh, what's required of the role and um, how actually difficult it may be and challenging may be to perform well as opposed to you know starting off with a in a technical role at an internal company. Yeah, that, that that's a great question, and honestly, like one of the uh, things that you said in, in one of your previous podcasts that that really um, kind of rhymes true with me is that. You know, cyber cybersecurity is really a top layer skill set. Uh, if you're looking to be technical, um, like to be truly successful in cyber, you need to understand and have a strong um, kind of underlying foundation of the other technical aspects of what's part of um, you know uh, uh, um, IT. So, like it's it's incredibly difficult to be able to thwart threats if you don't have a strong basis of you know uh, how does how does a network work. How does a system and an OS work? Um, or even, you know, some of the basic processes like uh, um, how is access being provisioned? Um, how does change management work? And how does that come into play when it comes to, you know, release management and ensuring that you have a, a, a secure life cycle when it comes to those, uh, those types of, uh, of kind of rollouts? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think I'll, I'll go again and, and echo the, the last answer about uh, soft skills. Uh, I think a lot of people focus way too much on technical. Um, in my opinion, it's maybe a bit of a hot take, but technology uh, changes so quickly that you cannot focus on being an expert on a particular tool or a particular type of thing. Uh, to me, underlying, underlying foundation knowledge can be applied to everything else. So, you know, always got to focus on that core knowledge and being able to kind of, you know, expand or, or apply that knowledge uh, across all different tool sets, whether or not it's something that doesn't even exist today. Yeah, and then I think especially folks that are pivoting from a different career in cyber, um, quite often, especially when the ones that, that, we're, that we interview, um, they're underselling themselves and, and they're, they're not recognizing how there are so many transferable skills, uh, whether it be you know, understanding and being able to evaluate what a situation is and turning that into, you know, business language versus just technical jargon. Um, there's so many skills that, that 
um, you know, are, are components of cybersecurity, but are ones that you would easily pick up in a very different field. Yeah, I think one of the things uh, we were talking about today, Jeff, was um, to really understand a, a candidate. We sometimes don't even ask questions about cyber, but we ask questions about something that they love and have them explain it. Um, and that really gives you an understanding of like how can someone take a topic that they know and they can really get into it from a critical thinking perspective and really understand and, and it tells you a lot about the person and you don't even need to ask a technical question or even something about cyber to, to know, you know, how is that person overall work ethically and, and all that stuff. Excellent. Yeah, I've, uh, I've definitely noticed um, more of an emphasis regarding hiring put on behavior. Um, and it's definitely been, I think candidates underestimate that the power of behavior and um, how important that is to, to you know, a uh, 24-7 environment. Um, because again, like you said, AJ, um, you know, technology changes, you know, all the time and you, you can keep up, but it's not going to kind of get a team all the way through. It's more so the communication. It's more, it's more so, you know, translating even the changes uh, to in, in a, in a business-like uh, manner to, to clients and customers. And that, that's definitely underestimated with new applicants. Um, you know, again, I get messages all the time. Of what search should I get? Um, you know, what should I study? And at the end of the day, I believe that if you come into a great organization, they'll teach you about 75% of what you don't know, um, that 25% being the foundation. And the the ninety percent that you already come in with is really your behavior that uh, we can work with because we can't really change that when someone comes in, uh, but we can definitely change the knowledge on uh, hard skills like technology um, because of the I guess internal access to it, you know KT sessions, and eventually you understand it. Um, might be soon, might be later, but you know eventually it clicks because it's it's a logical uh, system. So once you get it right the first time, you'll always kind of understand it the second time around. Um, so I guess uh, I want to also ask, like, what are some of the challenges you personally both have faced uh, kind of within your cybersecurity careers? Yeah, for, for myself and, and, you know, this this sounds like a, a bit of a sob story, but I think a lot of it was honestly imposter syndrome uh, as someone that pivoted from a more traditional IT background. Uh, I think for myself, a lot of it was uh, really feeling confident with my ability um, to handle the uh, the whole security aspect of it. You know, I'm, I'm someone that came from uh, a more um, you know, mundane background. And at the time, you know, cybersecurity, it, it, it always seemed like it was that next level in terms of uh, an individual's knowledge. It felt like you had to be an expert to be involved whatsoever. Um, and, and I think a lot of it, it, it's it's not about that. It's about being able to really understand some of the, you know, underlying fundamentals, uh, being able to apply um, some relatively simple principles on how do you approach cybersecurity. Um, so yeah, like, like for myself, it, it, it was, it was all about confidence and, and it, it sounds kind of silly because, uh, you know, I've, I've been in the field for a while, but I think for a lot of folks, especially those that perhaps might be a little bit older, might be coming from a different background. Maybe it's, you know, IT help desk or some kind of uh, support function. There's so much knowledge that you gain, uh, in a role like that. 
um, that's immediately uh, uh, applicable to, to uh, moving towards a more cyber-focused career. Yeah, I think for me, um, one of the real, really big struggles is really trying to understand um, what's my career path or, or what am I, what's my goal, you know? Um, I've always been someone that's fairly technical, um, rel relatively easy picking up different tools and, and technologies, but um, that, does, that never really gave me like a path, you know, I, I'm sure I can do a bunch of technical stuff. So, so for me, definitely um, getting to understand all the different possibilities within the business, um, getting into more of a business role, understanding how a business works, moving away from technical um, and just trying to figure out, you know, what is that, you know, career path. Still haven't figured it out, but uh, working towards it. Excellent, excellent. And uh, I really enjoy both your answers. Um, it really kind of puts a spotlight on the fact that, especially for aspir aspiring cybersecurity professionals, there's this kind of notion that it's a destination, but it's really only a beginning um, of something much larger. Um, it, de it doesn't end with that first role and, and the amount of development that, that one may have working in the field is, um, you know, it's definitely behind the curtain. Um, if it was on the field already. And um, I, I personally felt that way, um, you know, coming into to this company, um, you know, brilliant, brilliant uh, staff members. And I was always thinking, okay, like, do I, am I good enough to, to stick around? Like, am I contributing enough? I'd, I'd ask uh, my team lead all the time, like, how am I doing? How am I doing? Almost every week. And, um, you know, that was very important to me. Um, but yeah, confidence is, is very important because, you know, you need that confidence to be able to, to troubleshoot even when things don't seem to be going right. <laughs> calling vendors, you know, you're calling teammates, you know, client, clients are wondering what's going, what's going on. But I also believe over time as you kind of have those wins, those big wins over those big problems, um, you gain confidence over time. And it's like, it's a snowball effect. Uh, always get humbled once in a while though. Um, it's inevitable, it comes uh, when you least expect it, but um, it's definitely a, you know, a great industry to, to grow and learn. Yeah, and um, then actually just to even just uh, talk a little bit more about, you know, folks that are aiming for a certain company or a certain role, like focus on who you're going to surround yourself with. Like when you are in an interview, it's not just the potential employer interviewing you, it's you interviewing them to see, is this a team I can work with? Is this a team that I can learn from? Uh, especially when it's early on in your career, you're investing in yourself. If you're potentially taking, you know, it could be a less illustrious organization or it could be, you know, potentially like, like a, um, a not a senior role, but if you're in the right environment and it, it really sparks, you know, that, that, that internal fire inside of you and you're able to learn from others, uh, it's a long-term investment, to be honest. Like you're developing yourself based on your hands-on experiences and the folks around you. Excellent. Yeah, that's very true. That um, even as an applicant or someone going in, there, there still is a uh, that ownership and responsibility for one's own career path and development. And I see all the time, sometimes of uh, you know, just getting in, being just getting the job. It's not even starting it or being there for a year, but just getting it and, and not understanding that 
um you still got to work um you still got a lot to learn like it's not this isn't the end goal at all um but of course uh that that's it's um it can be portrayed that way uh, to some degree i know it's difficult to get into cybersecurity but still having that confidence like you said jeffrey to um really understand where you want to go long term and that kind of brings me to my next question with so much with so much information out there and i know jeffrey you stated that you, know, you can pick a smartphone out uh dust it off and, and and have that degree if you work hard enough um i feel like there's like information overload with uh some of these new um aspiring cybersecurity professionals on, on what they want to do um you know they want to go into pen testing and then there's, there's this huge rabbit hole because the youtube algorithm will just show them pen testing and like they'll just get deeper and deeper and um because that's that's how the internet works so how how does one that's trying to get into the field um unpack all this information to make the best decision for themselves on on where they want to go because you know these terms just pop up pen testing you look up the salary and then you say okay i'm gonna i'm gonna rush towards it uh when there's a multitude of different areas to go into that are needed especially and, and that can fit um say say a particular uh applicant's profile maybe doesn't fit into managing devices it could fit into being a pen tester um so how, how does one go about figuring out what they want to do within the field given that there's so much information out there yeah, like I've always been an, an advocate for, um, you know, try everything you can find what works for you or find what you like, and then just start digging deeper. Um, I, I think, you know, a lot of this stuff comes back to um, having that passion to, to, to truly understand something, know how to break it, know how to push its limits, and then know how to um, kind of take it to the next level. Like, I think there's a lot of folks who, you know, even if you're into cars, cars are a fantastic example of you understanding the platform understanding its, its strengths, understanding its weaknesses, and getting to that level where you're able to actually look at it, interpret it, and make it better. Um, it could be through, you know, if you're modifying your car or, or, or whatever it may be, but it's about kind of that systems thinking of understanding what the, what the system is um, and, and, and knowing how to turn it into something that's, you know, uh, more applicable to, to, to what you're aiming for. Yeah, I think for someone getting into the field, it's okay for you not to know what you want to do. Uh, almost always when you're coming into a company and you're doing an interview, um, maybe you're interviewing for particular positions, but a lot of times the interviewers may, you know, reference like, oh, hey, this guy can be, do better in that team based on his background, based on what we've seen from him. Um, so it's okay to, to not know exactly what you want to do. But again, always focus on what you love to do. Uh, a little bit cliche to say, but you know, if you love what you do, you won't have to work a day in life. And and I, I truly believe to be good at something, you have to like it. So, I mean, sure, pen testing pays a lot, but if you don't write like writing, writing documentation, then, you know, maybe you should see <laughs> something else that you like to do. So, so definitely focus on a, a part of the industry that you find, like you're motivated to get up and do it every single day um, or else you won't have a great time. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think being flexible with some of those goals, like it, it's, it's astonishing that, you know, in high school, we expect someone who's, um, you know, a, a, a very young adult to know what their next 20 years is supposed to look like. 
Like that, that's an incredibly daunting question. What do you want to do when you're 15 years old? You've only seen so much. Um, and then to think that, you know, uh, four years later when you finish school, that you should absolutely know what you want to do? No, hell no. If anything, you might learn what you don't like and a couple things that you do like, and just use that as a, as a, as an indicator or as a compass to, to point you in a certain direction. But just be flexible because, you know, the, the, the only thing that will really land you in a career that you're not enjoying is when you're not listening to yourself and you're not listening to everything that you learn every single day. Um, as well, like, you know, uh, being able to find a mentor. It doesn't need to be someone that's in cybersecurity. It just needs to be someone that you trust and has an interesting perspective. Like my greatest mentor in my entire career was actually an old manager of mine and he was an ex-Olympian. And to get his view on, on personal development, setting goals, uh, being able to be uh, honest with yourself when perhaps you're not making those goals and being able to adjust what your plans are, like that, stuff like that, like those are life lessons that it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, Jeffrey, about, you know, getting a mentor and, and, and you know, seeking counsel, um, you know, 15, you know, go, going to university, early 20s, it's, it's, a, it's a really young age to uh, move forward with confidence on what, what you want to do with your life. And um, if, if there's no counsel or, or, you know, someone that you can bounce uh, ideas off of, um, it's going to be a really, really tough decision to, to make. And, um, you know, one can end up being in a field or industry that, they should have never been in if they understood themselves a lot more and did a lot more preliminary work on uh, where they want to go, uh, what their values are, if what they're doing aligns with their values. And, uh, you know, having a mentor, um, you know, saves can save one from a lot of uh, mistakes, uh, necessary mistakes down the line. So that's a really good suggestion that I believe all listeners should, should have right now, a mentor, someone you speak to on a weekly basis to to guide you and like Jeffrey said you can bounce ideas off of and get a fresh perspective it's easy for us to kind of be in our own uh, heads especially when again the internet just shows us what we want to see sometimes um and just keeps keeps uh, us in that kind of mind state to just consume the content a bit more it's good it's bad but um that's that's just uh, kind of how it works there um I want to also ask um what are some of the things you, and if it's okay if this answer is none, but what are some of the things you wish you'd done, you would have done differently in the past uh, regarding uh, cybersecurity? That's a great question. Um, I need a couple minutes to think. AJ, you want to go first? <laughs> I, I can go answer it a I, bit. Go for it, man. One thing I wish I'd, I've done is uh, network a lot more. Uh, I was I was the, the the kid that was getting all the certs and really trying to uh, flex his technical muscles um, and never ever sold myself or, or said or reached out to, to anyone else or, or networked. Um, that's something I wish I did uh, very early on. Um, join more events, be more out there, um, and and that was largely due to even imposter syndrome in like college. Uh, of like, wow, this is a really smart program. Everyone's smart, and um, do I really belong here? But 
um i did that a lot later in like my last year that's when i really started networking and and luckily i caught up but um that's one thing i wish i would have done from day one is just network 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 and um you know get to learn about others in the industry what they do um how they got into the field i, I think it would have really helped uh me understand a lot more about the field and um you know ha have a i guess a better landing into it yeah those are great points then uh, i think for myself uh it would have been uh having an an exit strategy uh regardless of what the scenario was uh when i started my career i i stayed with uh, an organization for almost a decade um and they did everything they could to support me and in, in my development um, but there was only so much that they could do, um, you know, based on budget, based on everything else. Um, and I just wish that I was uh, um, I was more prepared to to know when it was time to move on, um, know when it's time to take risks because it's worth it. Um, and yeah, really just uh, I think um, knowing what you want to get out of working for a certain organization or, or what you want to get out of working as a certain role. And just keeping that in mind and, and, and keeping that within context for what your longer term goals are. Yeah, um, a really tough question, by the way. Um, I think one thing I could have done better, and I don't know if this is cyber in general, but or in general, but just focus on myself and focus on what I want to do. Um, you know, a lot of times we get caught up in our day to day, you know, day to day operations. Uh, the days, months and years go by and, and we don't really focus on so do I really enjoy what I'm doing? Um, so that's that's one thing I, I guess I, I should um, uh, should have done maybe a little different, have more focus on, on what I want to do, uh, planning ahead a little bit more, um, really understanding where I want to go uh, career wise. Um, and then the, the other answer I would give, it's a bit of a cop out, is just I know it's it's five years a lot in the industry, but I don't think I've had enough time to reflect on to say, oh, I could have done this differently. Just like everyone else, I've just started my career, right? And uh, yeah. it's progressing. Excellent, excellent answer. And, you know, I think there's a lot of commonalities between uh, Jeff, Jeffrey, or Jay, your answers of really having that long-term vision. And that's something that I think everyone should kind of have is some sort of, <clears throat> excuse me, some sort of career plan on, on where they want to be and at, at what time. And of course it's not, it's hard to write what you want to do for the next 10 years in stone because different things pop up, but at least it gives you some sort of benchmark to see if you're, you're on track or, or if there's a different course you might take and, um, you know, really placing the ownership of, of one's career on oneself at the end of the day. Um, because it can, it can be difficult to, you know, take those risks, uh, take on those opportunities. And of course, as you gain more experience, more opportunities come. And, and knowing when, uh, okay, you know, it's, it's not really a good idea and no, knowing when it's time to pivot or, uh, or uh, you know, move on to an opportunity that can bring you closer to your personal goals. So that's a really good point. Really, really good point. Um, definitely something that, uh, you know, aspiring cybersecurity professionals might not uh, be, confronted with, be confronted with early on, but uh, it'll come pretty quickly. Um, you know, as they get into their day-to-day -day, um, and transition into to working within their roles. Um, yeah, and I guess uh, another question too is, um, 
what's maybe the number one thing you, you believe anyone getting into cybersecurity or wanting to get into to do or implement into the strategy right now? Just get yourself out there. Um, honestly, like when, if, if, if you're interviewing someone and you know, there's a resume and you know, everyone loves writing resumes and everyone loves reading resumes, but when it comes down to actually demonstrating what you're capable of, if you're doing a talk at, you know, uh, DEF CON 416, or if you're doing a write-up online, or if you're, um, you know, if you have a, a team on, on CTF time and, and you've got a pretty good ranking, like just get yourself out there, show that you have the intent show that you're 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 ready to 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 jump in you know head first in, into the industry and that you're going out there to better yourself so you're a better professional just get yourself out there yep absolutely um i kind of want to answer first because i knew that's what he would say um but but yeah i mean get yourself out there network uh that's the number one thing that you can do um personally i i, I think it's all about connections um I, you have to get past the resume screen, of course, but when you get into that interview, you have connections. When you meet someone at a task, you have connections. So it, it's it's all about getting yourself out there, networking, um, a little bit of an insider secret, I guess. Pre-pandemic, we used to go to task to recruit, um, just to meet people, to see if there's someone there that, you know, that would fit within the team. So. Uh, you know, just just the, by the fact that you're at task tells me that you're willing to come out on a Tuesday, Wednesday night and, you know, spend your night learning about cyber. Right. So definitely networking is probably the number one thing you can do. Excellent. Excellent answer. And I, uh, Jeffrey, first that answer, Jay seconded that. I third that answer because that's just um, really the bread and butter of getting into the field. It's really a small community. It's not only that large, and uh, as you get into it, you know, you see familiar faces, um, and, and you know, there are a few big players in the game, you know, a few others, uh, but overall, it's, it's not a expansive, endless community of cybersecurity professionals, uh, as we all know, and building your reputation, um, getting yourself out there, being being seen, um, will increase your chances of, of, of meeting somebody, and, and um you know, hopefully garnering a, an opportunity and, you know, even being of service, um, whether, like you said, Jeffrey's like posting, uh, speaking with others. Um, I also feel like in cybersecurity, we all have a responsibility to contribute to the industry beyond our roles, whether um, that's uh, like we're doing now, helping um, aspiring cybersecurity professionals get in or um, I guess the overall um knowledge base of the industry in, 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 in many ways. So really good answer. Really good answer. So first of all, Ayo, like what you're doing, helping folks out, getting started out in their career, kudos to you. Like it, it is so incredibly honorable um, that, that you're spending your personal time to help others out. Like I, I know like that's the reason why AJ, AJ and I are, are, are here because you, you, you know, you're, you're a role model for a lot of people right now. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I guess lastly, um, are there, uh, is, is there anything else, uh, any both of you wanted to add uh, to anyone listening that wants to get into cybersecurity? Be humble and be honest when you're in an, an interview. Um, you know what, like 
no one has a perfect answer. More often than not, the interviewer is looking for more about your thought process or understanding um, how you react to different scenarios. So, you know, don't always try to have the best answer. Um, if, if you don't know it, say so, and just approach it in terms of how would you still solve that problem? Who would you reach out to? How would you find out more information? Yeah, yeah. It, it's okay to say, I don't know. And it's okay to uh, not know you know, what, what you're going to be doing in the next five years, um, you know, approach every day with uh, a sense of optimism. And, and like I said, network, uh, get yourself out there. Um, this industry is really small and really is all about um, talking to all the different people within the field. Um, and and uh, yeah, yeah, just just network. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you both for um, your time today. I really do appreciate it. And um, I'm pretty sure, I'm really sure actually that anyone listening, looking to get into cybersecurity will gain a lot of beneficial information from this. And if you're listening, please uh, use it today, uh, write it down and act on this information. Um, Jeffrey and Jay are well-experienced professionals. And again, thank you so much for, for being here, both of you. No, thank you. This is, this is amazing. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure. And uh, I'll see you guys next week at work. <laughs> <laughs> see you next week. All right, bye, guys. Uh